Moncrief on News Talk. But uh, one way they could look forward to uh, 2024 is to check out their star signs. Last year, we had the pleasure of hosting Inbal Honigman, the renowned celebrity psychic who dazzled us with her predictions that 2023 would be a stellar year for Leos and Capricorns. And now as we step into 2024, the burning question on everyone's mind is which Zodiac sign will clinch the title of the luckiest this year? I'm thrilled to welcome back Imbal Honigman to share her celestial insights. Uh, let's find out with the stars of a new favourite. Imbal, how are you today? I'm great. Happy New Year, Tom. Happy how New are Year you? to you too. Were, were we happy enough looking back on our predictions for last year? Do things kind of go the way you were hoping they would? I Actually, overall, there have been a couple of, um, like, even global occurrences that I was waiting on, and they happened exactly the way that I wanted them to, but, you know, but without getting too political, because the star signs impact individuals, but everything that happens in our world is created by individuals. So I'm quite pleased looking back, but not as pleased as I am looking forward. That's very reassuring stuff to think you're looking forward to 2024 with a bit of optimism, because I have to say, a lot of people are not that optimistic about 2024. It's hard. It's hard. But you know what? Let me actually start immediately from the political aspects because I know that world events and local events have been bringing a lot of people down and I am super optimistic because of a very special star sign and that's Aquarius. Now, Aquarians are not proud, so any Aquarian listening now would be going, me, me, no, no, not me, surely not me, but Aquarians are the humanitarians of the Zodiac. They care about everybody. They care about equality. They care about um, the dispossessed, the um, underrepresented. And Aquarius has had kind of a difficult year or kind of a difficult three years. And they're actually now, they've had enough of that. (laughs) They've had enough. And they're stepping into the limelight. And that is aided by one planet leaving them alone at long last and one planet pushing them forward. So for the past three years, Saturn, which is a very mature planet, uh, very grown up, but also kind of slow and um, uh, afflicted with blockages and um, just a little bit too mature sometimes. Not It's not very fun. That's been around Aquarius for the past three years or so. And so Aquarians, even though they had the best of intentions, they found that they'd apply for the important job and it would just get given to somebody else who made more noise. Um, Aquarians would try and protest in favour of social change and their protest would get rained on. And Saturn is finally leaving and at the same time, Pluto, which is a very interesting um, being in the sky, a very interesting planet, Pluto is going into Aquarius and with some teeny tiny aberrations, uh, Pluto will be in Aquarius for the next 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That sounds good for Aquarians. Now, Pluto is... It's good for Aquarians, but it's good for all of us. It's good for all of us because Aquarians will be grabbing positions of leadership and they won't be doing it for their own ego. They'll be doing it to help you and me. 
Well, they couldn't be getting here at a more important time, could they? Because right. I'll tell you, it's, it's very hard to read the newspapers and not uh, despair at the moment. So, Aquarians, uh, you're going to need to step up this year. Um, we need you now more than ever. But this Pluto reference, Pluto, this is a very rare event, isn't it? Yes. So, Pluto takes about 20 years to get through each of the star signs. And therefore, it's considered a generational planet. It shapes a generation. The previous time that Pluto was in Aquarius was at the time that um, America became a country and the time of the French Revolution. So big, huge things um, where the people, uh, inverted commas, where the people overthrew um, big social structures and made um, made the, the planet, made society a lot more fair and equitable. So right. it's a huge thing. Okay. So if Pluto takes 20 years to go through a star sign, does that mean you could live your whole life and never have Pluto go through your star sign? Y- yes, it's actually very likely. And it's not... Uh, you know, it's not as disastrous as you'd think because Pluto is uh, the planet of transformation. And not everybody's that hot on transformation. Some people love living their lives in a chilled out way. And so they won't miss not having Pluto. I really believe, and I know it's like a matter of faith, but I really believe that each person lives exactly the life that is right for them. And so the birth chart that they'll be born into and the phase of, you know, a phase of astrology that they're born into is the right one for them. But it is entirely possible not to encounter Pluto in your sun sign ever at all. All right. Well, fair enough. If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. So yeah. last year, the, the luckiest signs were Leo and Capricorn, weren't they? And and they, they were fairly happy with how things turned out for them, were they? What, what two are we looking at this year as being the two luckiest signs? Right. So it's actually a very exciting um, thing for me to report because one of my clients, um, when she saw, I have a few horoscopes out in the papers at the moment, when she saw them, she said, um, how come our sign, how come Gemini is never lucky? And I said, I've got some news for you. You haven't read them properly because, first of all, and that's for the Geminis listening, the reason Geminis never feel like they get what they want is because Geminis get bored easily. And so when consistency is an issue, of course, you feel like you're unlucky. Right. The planets are on Gemini's side this year because the planet of generosity, wealth, success, magnanimity, Jupiter is going into Gemini for the first time in, I want to say, 12 years. Yeah, since about 2012, something like that. Um, It's going into Gemini and it'll stay there for the rest of the year. So for the second half of the year, Geminis are going to be winning the sweepstakes, uh, succeeding with their job applications, um, winning, I don't know, free holidays, uh, walking into a store when when the discounts are just announced. So it's a very successful time for Geminis and it's a good time for them to launch businesses, um, release creative projects. So Geminis are big, big winners for me this year. Okay, but but hold off till June, is it, for the Because I know they get if bored quickly. Can, they do, they get bored quickly and they're not good at holding off. But really, do the personal favour for me, hold off till, I think it's 
June, I think it's May 25th. May, t- that's Let me very have precise. My God. May, May, 25th. May 25th. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I you know a few Gemini's, Gemini. so I'll tell them just to uh, stall the ball until May 25th and then uh, holidays, jobs, uh, play the lottery, all of those things will Absolutely. Be... Launch the record. <laughs> right. Um, I, well, right. So Taurus, though, and Scorpio, they're also, they, they need to be optimistic also, don't they? Taurus and Scorpio need to be optimistic because... Taurus and Scorpio have had far too many changes in the last three years. And now is their chance to breathe a sigh of relief. So what's really interesting is that astrology is not just something that we read in the papers. It's something that actually happens in the planets around us. And eclipses have always been seen as a time of great fortune or misfortune, um, even if we go back thousands of years to like ancient societies, at any rate, whether an eclipse is fortunate or the opposite, it will be a big massive, signify a big massive transformation. But you don't and know which one. We, well, you do, but it's, um, but it's kind of more specific than that for the star signs because the eclipses throughout the year always happen on an axis because the sun and the moon will create eclipses when they are on opposite ends of the horizon. Okay. Do you see what I mean? That yes, the yes. sun has to be on the one side and the moon has to be. And yeah. therefore, the axis of eclipses of the last three years has been Scorpio and Taurus. That means that all the eclipses from the middle of 2021 and up till uh, about six weeks ago, all the eclipses have been in Taurus and Scorpio. And even if most of them were lucky, you'll agree with me, Tom, that that is exhausting. Uh, absolutely. That's like You'd be worn four out. Four years. Four out. years. That's and, too many transformations. And that's just about to change now, is it? Yes. So we are just sliding into the Aries-Libra axis, which means Aries and Libra brace yourselves. Oh, and Taurus That's me. And I'm Aries. I'm Aries. Oh, right. Aries take everything as a compliment. So I'm not even, I'm not even worried if I was to give you bad news because Aries just take any bit of news and way forward with yeah, it. I think that's quite true. <laughs> I, I admit that seems very true, yes. Incurable optimist. Just being mentioned is enough for me. I won't lie. Yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's it's being. Brilliant. I better I better just be slightly careful now. <laughs> I, should I be more cautious? Um, Aries, not so much. The um, the eclipses can help move you forward, and because Aries is not really fearful of transformation, then when it happens, you'll just jump with it and turn it into something positive. It's actually Librans who are not hot on changes. Librans prefer an elegant stability throughout their lives. And it's Librans that will kind of need to grab those moments of um, eclipses and breathe through them. Breathe through them when transformation comes. And this is kind of, again, a matter of faith. But when transformation comes, it can happen for you or it can happen against you. It's just a matter of mindset. And so something, you know, disastrous like losing your job sometimes could be because you are actually meant for something bigger. And it can happen. And you have your, you know, two weeks notice or two months notice. And you can say, great, I'm I'm giving myself two days off. I'm going to pull a sticky for the rest of my um, notice period. And then I'm going to find something 
so much better yeah. that my bosses will perish with sadness at yeah. losing me. It sounds like or, you're, it sounds like you're reading from my diary at the moment. It's unbelievable. Oh. Um, I'm just wondering what would an Arian and a Leo you're saying would they be a good couple? Um. So an Aries is a leader and a Leo is a big leader. So let oh. me answer your question with a question. <laughs> How many, what is the maximum number of leaders do you think? What is the appropriate number in one, a relationship? I think one, one. is the, is the yeah, simple exactly. answer there, yeah. <laughs> so. that's, that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. Okay, and if somebody should be in a relationship and, and maybe they, they feel there are two leaders, would it be worth their while just checking their, their birth signs just to make sure they haven't signed up for something that's, you know, bigger than they are? I think that it's always worth checking um, checking your star signs or even sort of checking your Venus sign, your moon sign, to find where the compatibility is. A lot of times, and I don't want to get too philosophical, but a lot of times the exact same reason why two people fell in love with each other is the reason why they develop contempt for each other. It's that unfamiliarity that can get a bit too much after, say, 20, 10, maybe 20 years. And so... When you know, in words, what the aspect was in that person that had drawn you in in the first place, then it's easier to allow it to bloom rather than kind of develop resentment as the years wear on. I think it's really, really worth it. And also it saves... Um, on surprises a little later on. Right, very, very wise work. So if you see someone you're in love with them, you're thinking, oh, I love their decisiveness. I love how they always know their own mind. 20 years later, you can say, I hate their decisiveness. I hate the way they always exactly. know their own Exactly, yes. God, <laughs> it's hard. I have a, a listener is just trying their luck on, on uh, Tinder at the moment. And they're a, yeah. cap, they're a Capricorn. And they're wondering, wow. are there star signs they should be avoiding? Um, I wouldn't say to avoid, but I would say for Capricorns to favor. Um, see, I dragged Libra down a little earlier, but I think Capricorn and Libra is a really, really beautiful combination because um, Capricorn like to lead and they like when things are pretty and they like luxury and Librans like to be led and they like luxury and they like when things are pretty. So that can be a real power couple vibe. Um, whereas, say, somebody else who is sort of very minded, like a Leo, Capricorn and Leo together, can be a power struggle from the first date. I mean, some people are into that. I'm not knocking it. But um, but it can be um, a little scary. And uh, see also Capricorn and Aries, because Capricorn has antlers and Aries has antlers. It's the ram and the goat. And um, they can lock horns. Right. I, I see one came through immediately then from a Libra which I, I think we should probably hook up with the Capricorn person. But in general, apart from Capricorn, who would Libra be kind of trying to hook up with? Who Libra would be good yes. with? Librans are very easygoing. And so they would accept really anybody. Oh, so really? a Libran... That's, no, is no, that a no, good no, thing? It doesn't sound like a good thing. Well, exactly. Uh, no, it's being non-judgmental is great. But the ideal... ideal um, sign for a Libra would be somebody who is um, strong but not forceful, say like a Taurus. I love Libra Taurus because Libra is governed by the planet Venus 
planet yeah. of love and beauty, and Taurus is governed by the planet Venus, planet of love and beauty. And so they're similar, but not identical, and I kind of love that for a combo. Okay, well, I think I see one very happy Libran with that advice, so hopefully that'll work out for them. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, a pleasure talking to you again, and hopefully we can hook up again now, uh, again in 2025, to see yeah, how I'm all ready. of this year has gone. So, uh, Wonderful. Thank, thank you very you so much. much Inbal, there, lovely talking to you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.